Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Happy. I'm in a happy. I'm happy. The Holy Ghost made you happy. Made you happy. Okay, so uh, we're getting ready to uh, go into the Word. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians, the third chapter. And we're just going to read the 17th verse. You there? It says, Brother, join in following my example. And of course, this is the Apostle Paul. Uh, writing to the Philippian church. And we should take note at the time that when Paul wrote this letter to the Philippian church that he was actually incarcerated, that he was in prison. And he he tells them and notes so many uh, encouraging words for the church And um, as we look in this 17th verse, he says, join in following my example. He says, and know those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. He wanted, the main thing he wanted them to do was to just follow him. Follow his example. And it's, an, it's important that you have an example to follow, especially in the day and time that we're living in now. Because he, he wanted them to know that he is a, he is a, was a good example. However, he was not flawless. And he mentions that in the text. He says, he, he had not attained. He, he had not gotten to the point to where he wanted or desired to be in God. But he lets us know that he was always had a mindset to just keep on pressing. Despite of all that he went through, he kept on pressing. He had the Lord purpose in mind, he had in mind to fulfill what God had called him to do. And I think that's, that's one thing that we ought to really look at and, and, and see about the Apostle Paul. All that he went through, he never, he never gave up. He never throwed in the tower. He, he wasn't talking down. It wasn't, he, he didn't have pity parties. Even though he was incarcerated, he would write the church and tell the church to resort, rejoice in the Lord. And if, if, if anybody had a reason to, to be oppressed or depressed, it's somebody that's in jail that don't see no way out. But Paul didn't look at himself as being just a prisoner. He was a prisoner of the Lord. And anytime you are a prisoner of the Lord or in captivity because of the Lord, you're a free man. 
you're a free man because the the one that he's serving can do anything, say he fail. The one that he is serving is omnipotent. He's omnipresent and he's omniscient. He knows everything that there is to know everywhere at the same time and all powerful. And there's nothing that he cannot do. Nobody can help you like Jesus. Nobody can do for you what Jesus can do. In the words of our bishop, nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody can do you like Jesus. You ought to tell somebody else, hey, nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. And, and, and I like that. Can't nobody help me the way the Lord can. Love my wife, but she can't help me like Jesus. Amen. Nobody can do us like Jesus. And so he was always encouraging us. And, and, and we have to understand that no matter what we go through, even as the Apostle Paul was rejoicing in his situation, we should be the same way. We should never have a pity party about situations, circumstances that we encounter, basically because they are just a part of the journey. You, you're going to go through stuff in this life. Trouble going to happen until you get to heaven. I hope you get there. Amen. And, and, and so, based upon that, he, he wanted them to follow him. So, my subject tonight is I'm following my shepherd, a good example. I'm following my shepherd, a good example. When you have a genuine and bona fide shepherd, it has to come from God. Because according to Jeremiah 3 and 15, the scripture says that the Lord will give shepherds according to his own heart. They'll have a heart like God. They'll care for the sheep. They'll provide for the sheep. And then basically he says that, and they're going to do Two things feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. They're going to feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it's so important for the people of God to have knowledge in the day and time that we are in now. Not, not, just, not just knowledge, but the knowledge that comes from the Lord or your shepherd. Because you can have knowledge... And still not be prosperous, still not be successful, and still not have what God would desire for you to have. But when you have or receive the knowledge of God, knowledge will cause you to come out of situations that you can never come out of your own. According to the book of Proverbs uh, 11 and 9, the scripture says that, through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. So if, if, if I'm going through something and I'm righteous, 
And I have knowledge of Psalms 46 and 1 that says that God is a very present help in the time of need. That means that I'm going to come out of the situation that I'm in. That means some deliverance is going to come for me. Amen. If I'm going through it from a financial standpoint and, and I'm doing right concerning God, giving him his tithe and giving him his offering, I can look to come out or be delivered from poverty because he said if we do that, if we obey him and give him what belongs to him, he says prove him and see if he won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. And see, knowledge and understanding, again, it comes from God. Yeah, yeah, we, we know a lot of things, but, but the real knowledge, it comes from God. And when you look in the book of second, uh, in the book of Proverbs in the second chapter, the sixth verse, it says, the Lord gives wisdom and out of his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And, and whom is he gonna cause are used to give you knowledge and understanding out of his mouth. His shepherd. His shepherd. He's gonna, he's gonna give you something that's gonna cause you to be better in every aspect of your life. Or should I specifically say he's gonna give you knowledge and understanding? Because the scripture says in Psalm 110 and 11, I, I, I believe it says, when we obey the commands of God, then we'll have understanding. Just obey God's word and you will get understanding. Perfect example I just gave you. Obey Malachi 3 and 10 and you will get an understanding that, hey, I don't have to remain in poverty. Amen. Or do what God commands us to do. And we'll be better in every aspect of our life. I know I, I have gotten some understanding just by simply following what God have commanded me to do. Just simply doing what my shepherd or my bishop has proclaimed for me to do. Just walking in it and I get understanding. Oh, so I see now. All I got to do is do what the word of God says. All I got to do is obey what my shepherd is giving me. Because you understand now, it's going to come from your shepherd. Because the Lord God, he says, surely he would do nothing except he revealed his secrets to his servant, the prophet. And, 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 and he said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And who is his mouthpiece in the day and time that we are living in now? His mouthpiece is his shepherd. One that, one that, that hears from God, one that knows the voice of God and come before God's people and give them what is needed or give them exactly what God has said for him to give. Amen. And, and, and so we, we have to have and, uh, get knowledge and understanding. And when you have a shepherd that feeds you with knowledge and understanding, it, it, it is beneficial and it is good for you to follow that shepherd. I say it's good for you to follow that shepherd because he is an example, a good example. Not just a, a, an example, but a good example. An example that, that, that is beneficial for you. 
And you need to, you, as, as people of God, we need to look at men and women of God that, that, that are good examples so we can learn from their lives. Because the day and time that we are living in now, it is so many jack legs. It's so many imposters. It's so many out there that they don't have God's people in mind. The only thing that they have in mind is fleecing God's sheep. And, 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 and being, uh, uh, people that are deceptive to try to get folk to follow them even though they are wrong. And, and, and Paul told Timothy about this in the book of Timothy when he told him, he says, in the latter days, huh, it was going to be perilous time. Matter of fact, let's read that. Go, let's go to 2 Timothy. Let's go to 2 Timothy. Let's read that. Second Timothy. Is it Second Timothy? Second Timothy. Notice what he says in Second Timothy 3. He says, But know this, that in the latter days, perilous times will come. Notice, he says, For men will be lovers of themselves. Hmm? Lovers of money. And we know the root of all evil is the love of what? When you, when men love money, they'll do all kind of deceptive things to get it. That includes deceiving you if you allow it. And, and then he says, uh, boastful. Proud, blasphemer, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of what is good. Hmm? And then he says, traitors, heady, haughty, lovers of pleasure more than God, than of God. But notice, having a form of godliness, but denying the power, but denying its power. And from such, what he tells us, turn away from them. Turn away from such folk. Have no fellowship with them because what they're actually doing is trying to get you out of the will of God. And believe me, it's happening in the day and time that we are living in now. And I, I, I want to read this, this uh, in the fourth chapter. I want to read that third verse uh, second and third verse. Notice what Paul told Timothy. He said, preach the gospel, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, resort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Huh? But according to their own desires, because they have itchy ears, they will heap up teach, uh, heap up for themselves teachers. Huh? And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned to feebles. There's a lot of folk, they don't want to hear truth now. And you got crooks that's preying on those kind of folk. But when you got a, a, a shepherd that will, will minister truth to you, and, and a lot of times truth 
will hurt you. It don't feel good a lot of times. Because it shows us ourselves. It exposes us who we are. And see, the thing about it, instead of running away from what God shows you through your shepherd and going to somebody else that is deceptive to make you, to, to justify yourself, that makes you feel like you're all right the way you are. And you know you are not all right because you have just left a man of God that have been pouring truth into you, but you didn't want to accept truth because truth made you feel uncomfortable. The word of God in God's house, it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. It's supposed to show you yourself. And, 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 And when we see ourselves, we should not run away, but we should throw up our hand and say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me to get it right because I don't want to go to hell. I, I, I just don't want to be setting up in church hearing somebody and saying that they had a good message. If they just scratched my ear, they just made me feel good for a minute, but I didn't get anything to help me to come out of my situation or my circumstances. I didn't get anything that's going to help me to be a better husband. I didn't get nothing to help me to be a better parent. All I got was a good feeling for 30 minutes. You don't want that. I want a man of God that's going to be truthful with me. I want somebody that's going to help me to go to another level in God. I want somebody that's going to be an example for me that I can have what God says that I can have. I can live the way God says that I can live. And that comes with just doing the right thing. It just comes with just living holy. It comes with just obeying what the shepherd brings to the table. Look at somebody say, whatever he brings to the table. Because he's a good example. Just go ahead and eat it. Just go ahead and eat it because it's going to make you healthy. Go ahead and eat it. It's going to help you to live right. Go ahead and eat it. It's going to help you to resist sin and temptation. It's going to cause you to walk upright before God. And man, so tell somebody, go ahead and eat it. He's putting it on the table. Go ahead and eat it. Oftentimes, just because people tell you the truth, we get upset with them. Paul said in Galatians 4 and 17, he says, Has I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I told a person the truth not long ago, and they left the church. It was nothing but truth. That's all. And they left. So, Lord, I, I can't do nothing about that. I'm not gonna compromise the truth. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take down for 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 for, for somebody to just stay in the church. I ain't I ain't locked up in numbers. No, I'm locked up in Christ. 
because we can have a church full and nobody saved. We can have a church full and nobody being blessed. We can have a church full and nobody just getting blessed the way God wants us to be blessed. We ain't, we can't get tied up and locked up in numbers. All I want to do is be in the will of God. If I got ten, I want them ten to be prosperous. If I got five, I want them five to be blessed. We can't get tied up in numbers. And pastors, we don't need to get weary just because we may not have 300 or 400. Don't get weary in well-doing. Make sure you bring to the table what them ten need. Make sure you bring to the table what those five need. Make sure you bring to the table what is needed so people can be productive in every aspect of their life. It don't matter about a whole lot of folk. I was telling them that the church the other night, uh, that, that, that the power is not always in numbers, especially when it comes to God. Now, Gideon had 33,000 of them. That, that was a large number, but God couldn't use that large number. He had to get somebody that was unified, somebody that was on a cord, and he took it down from 3,000 and actually took 33,000 to 300. 300 folk that were unified got the job done. I believe that no matter how many that, that there is, if God have given them an assignment and they get on a cord, I believe the assignment will be done. Because God can do anything save fail. We don't need 5,000 folk to do what he wants to be done. We don't want nobody to get the glory but him. He said, give me three that's, that's on fire. Give me four that got my spirit, got the shepherd's spirit, and we'll get the job done. Because ain't nobody going to get the glory but me. It's me. It's God that get the glory. It's God that do the work. And he can bless with five just as well as he can bless with 5,000. I say he can bless with five just as well as he can bless with 5,000. It's no big thing for God to help whether there's many or few. All we got to do is just trust Him. Just, just, just trust Him. He, what the shepherd is bringing to the table. And accept the truth. Accept it. If the pastor didn't care, he wouldn't, he wouldn't bring truth to you. If he didn't care about your soul, he wouldn't bring truth. He would pat you on the shoulder and say, you're doing all right. No, you're laying up with. Woo. No, you're fornicating. And somebody telling you all right. And you saying, okay. And, and looking at him like. I hadn't been taught enough to know that it's wrong to fornicate. And you telling me it's all right? He just don't want you to go. Amen, saints. So we have, we have good shepherds. We have good shepherds, good example. And I know Pastor Dobb, First Lady Dobb, they are good examples. I know they are good examples. 
I know that I know they love God. I know they love God. There's no doubt about it. And so that example that they set before them, before the people, we need to just follow it. Follow, follow good examples. Don't follow crooks that's trying to fleece you. Don't follow crooks that's deceptive in, in, in most every areas of their lives. Don't, 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 don't do that. You got good examples. Now, I want, I want to go to, uh, 2 Timothy, uh, where we are read in 2 Timothy, but I want to stay there. I want to drop down to the 10th verse. Because this is what the Apostle Paul is telling young Timothy here. We need to follow this. Are you with me? Notice the 10th verse. He says, you have carefully followed my doctrine. Doctrine is basically teachings of truth. About our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. About his death, burial, and resurrection. And if you receive these teachings, believe them and walk in them, sound doctrine will determine your destiny in life. And so, he told Timothy to be... Careful. Follow his what? Follow my doctrine. It's not that he got anything different because he, what he's getting, he's getting it from the Lord. That's why he claims it, follow my doctrine. I live right. So your shepherd is telling you, follow his doctrine. Follow the teachings that he's bringing out to you. But pay close attention to follow it. Just to follow my, not pay careful attention. Pay close attention to this. Follow my doctrine. That's an example. Right? So, one thing when you look at Pastor Doug that you really need to follow when it comes to following your shepherd. You need to exemplify the man in his prayer life as well as his praise. You know he's a praying man. You know he prays. You know your shepherd pray. Guess what? You ought to take on that example and pray the same way. It should not be a day in your life, whether you're a leader whether you're a minister, an elder, or what, just a lay person, it shouldn't be a day in your life that you don't talk to God. You, man, the scripture says, uh, Jesus told the disciples in Luke 18 and 1, that man ought always to pray and not to faint. Keep on praying. And you know he's a praying man. He prays, seek the face of God. And then when it comes to praising, you know he'll praise him now. You, you, you know he gonna praise God, right? And if, if he's praising God, that's your example. See, some people have the, 
uh, audacity to think that shepherds and first ladies don't go through nothing. Because they come to church smiling. They come to church delivering the word. They deal with things more so than you can ever imagine. But guess what? Still give God the praise. And that's, that, that's the example that he's trying to relate, or the shepherd's trying to relate to the congregation, that you still got to give God the praise no matter what you go through. No matter how difficult your situation is, you praise God. And I guarantee you, if you praise God, you'll come out of that thing. You, you, you can praise your way out of it. You can praise your way into a healing. You can praise your way into deliverance. You can praise your way out of it. Amen. The, 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 that, that was, uh, some people that King Jehoshaphat, his congregation, he just told them to go out to war and I don't want you to do nothing but give God a praise. And when you give God a praise, you're going to mess the enemy up because he thinks you ought to be crying about what you're going through. But you give him a praise and it's going to mess him, the old country word, slap up. It's going to mess him up. And the same way it did for them, it messed them up. The enemy turned around and left everything that they had for the saints of God. And Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it back then, he'll do it right now. But you just got to believe it and give him a praise. You got to believe it and do what needs to be done and not have a pity party. You got an example. It ain't like you don't know. Stop speaking words out of your mouth that cause death. I think I'm going to praise him anyway. Yeah, I'm coming to church. I'm, I'm going through it in my body. And sometimes the enemy is attacking my mind. But guess what? He ain't going to take my praise. He, he's not going to get what God has put in me. Because I know that if I praise the Lord, the Lord loves to be praised. I know if I give him the glory through it all, I ain't going to stay the same way that I was. Because whatever we go through, we have to understand that it's only going to last for a little while. It's only temporary. Look at somebody and tell them it ain't going to last. That's why you need to give God the praise. That's why you need to turn in victory. That's why you need to leap for some joy. Because it's going to soon be over. What you're going through is going to turn out for your good. Good example of praising. Good example. Now notice, no, notice he goes a little further and, and he says, my manner of life. Manner of life. He says, the way I live. You know how I live. You know how your pastor live. He ain't one way in church and one way outside the church. Amen. You don't have to worry about him going to Walmart and, 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 hey, look at that, baby. Can I, I'm being honest and being real. They, 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 they look so hard about to fall over everything. 
That, that's, not your, that's not your pastor. That's not your shepherd. He is an example. He is a minister in the church as well as outside of the church. The Bible says that we should live holy because he's holy. We got too many folk that want it both ways. They, 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 they want it both ways. They want to live like the world and they want to be in church too. You can't have it both ways. There's no way you can walk the same way or two different ways at the same time. You can't do it. He said there's only one way. One way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Look at your shepherd. The way he ministers in church, he lives the life outside of the church. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen, somebody. And we just, we just got, we got a good example. Let's just follow it. Let's, let's just live right. Let's just live holy. Don't be no pretenders. Amen, somebody. Don't set up in church and go to hell. Uh oh. You didn't like that. I didn't give up what I gave up to come to church and slip around. I was enjoying what I was enjoying out there. Huh? So I didn't come in, I didn't come in here. I could have just stayed out there. I didn't come in there to impress nobody to make them think that I'm doing and then tipping around. No, no. God is too, he, he, he's too holy. And I fear him. And I know what it's like. Amen. If you ever want to get a whooping from somebody, you don't want to get no whooping from God. Ooh. God's whooping lasts for a long time sometimes. Come on, somebody. I say they last for a while. I'd rather for mama to go ahead on and whoop me, get it over with. Or either you can go ahead and beat me down if you want to. But I tell you what, I don't, I don't want God to pull out his switch. And I ain't gonna call it no switch. I want, I don't want him to pull out his rod. Amen. And so we, we, we just have to have, we just have to live right, live in that manner because of our shepherd, a good example. We don't have excuses. We don't have excuses. All we, all we gotta do is just take in what the shepherd is being, is putting out. Just take it in. And walk in it, and our lives will change for the better. Amen. And and then he he tells them he says he says and and my purpose purpose you know you 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 know uh, I came to fulfill my purpose my assignment and you see your pastor. God give him a vision, and he's fulfilling that purpose. Amen. He's fulfilling that assignment. When I was thinking, when, when, when I was meditating on the scripture, I thought about when he was over in the little building over there on, uh, by the Ford dealership. Somebody know what I'm talking about. 
I said he had purpose and he had vision. And he had a desire, has a desire to complete God's will and God's work. I thought about the little matchbox house church. You know, he, he built it, he even built him a little church with a match, with a popsicle sticks. Not, not matchbox, it was a popsicle sticks. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But look at the popsicle sticks. Y'all ain't hear me. Huh? He knew his purpose. And he worked diligently. And see, we have to know our purpose and keep seeking the face of God until God lead us into what we are supposed to be doing. And all you have to do is just listen to your shepherd. He's going to lead you into your purpose. He's going to lead you into serving and serving God. He'll bring you right to where you need to be. No matter how minimal the task is, just keep serving until you get to the place where God would have you to be. Amen. See, some folk don't want to do that. They, they don't want to do small tasks. They want to automatically come from the, automatically just from the bottom, bam. Sweep the flow. Oh, I'm an elder now. I don't sweep flowers. You got to serve to fulfill your purpose. Amen, saints of God. And you have a shepherd and, a, and, a, and, and, and the first lady that understands that. Amen. And so when we follow that, we're going to come into what we're supposed to be doing. I can't deal with all of these, but I want to deal with just a few more. Well, he says, he that follow, carefully follow him. You know, his faith. Faith. Faith in God is what we have to possess as our shepherd exemplifies. You know, he's a man that trusts God. Believe that God can do it regardless of the situation and the circumstances. And saints of God, that's the way we have to do. We got to believe God. We got to have faith in God. No matter what it looks like, no matter how difficult it is, our faith has to say that, God, I know you're doing it. I know you're doing it. Amen. And see, and, and if our faith is there, guess what? It would, it, it would not be so many sick saints. It would not be so many saints that are not, are not uh, living the way God would have them to live. If we would just have faith in what the man of God is bringing out. Have faith in it. Follow. Have the same in, in, in the book of 2 Corinthians 4 and 13, it says, it talks about having the same spirit of faith. We, we need to have the same spirit of faith that our pastor has. And it says, it talks about, so as he have believed, we speak it. Speak what you believe. Speak what God is going to do. Amen. Don't be afraid to tell folk what God is going to do in your life. Folk got to believe with you. Now, don't go to no sinner. 
don't go to your religious cousin. Because they'll say you crazy. They'll say you think God going to do that for you. And, and see, sometimes you don't be exactly what you need to be. And you tell folk about what God is going to do for you. It can dampen your fire. Because the devil have people set in place to put water on your fire. So you can't tell everybody what God is going to do, but you can speak to your brothers and sisters and let them know that God is blessing me right now. Uh, God is doing it for me because of my trusting in him and my faith in him. And he's doing it because pastor spoke it into my life. You got to have somebody that's going to speak into your life too. He is his example. Amen. And so we, 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 we should, we should live beneath our privilege because we are lacking in faith. Have the same spirit of faith. You remember when Elijah's servant walked out the door on a morning that the enemy had surrounded them, Elijah had surrounded them, came to destroy them. The enemy, uh, his servant walked out the door and said, Alas, Master, what are we going to do? He couldn't see it right then. But he had a shepherd that was telling him before he even saw it that it's more of us than it is them. Calm down. Don't worry. Don't fear. It's more. But see, if you are operating in a natural realm, you won't be able to receive what your shepherd is telling you. You have to get out of yourself, out of the flesh. You have to start believing and trusting God that he's using your man of God. That he's saying what God is telling him to say. And he sees it in the realm of the spirit, and eventually you're going to be able to see the same thing because you're all going to have the same spirit of faith. And that's what happened after he prayed for him. After he prayed for him, he saw just like his shepherd saw. He saw just like his pastor saw. It would be wonderful if all of us had that same spirit. Now, see, that's when God can do what eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, nor entered into the hearts of man. When we are seeing the same way, when we are on the same page. I didn't say on the same level, but on the same page. Because when you look in the scripture, in, in, in Philippians, Paul said, as many has arrived or has attained, let them have the same mind. Let us walk by the same rule. We live in the same thing, but we may not be on the same level. All of us pressing our way. Huh? And so we, we, are, we are unified. God can do great things for us. Amen. He, he'll do for us the things that he said that we weren't even thinking about. I'll do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you think or what you ask. 
Let's get on the call. Unite. Same spirit of faith. The body united as one. And that's when God does the miraculous. That servant opened his eyes. Can you imagine him looking back saying, oh, man, I, I didn't see all this. I didn't see what you said at first, but thank God for you praying for me. Now I see. And the pastor saying, well, God is about to bless you with two or three houses, and, and, and you still living in the apartment, and you're getting roaches from somebody next door. And when you get them three houses, you will say, oh, Lord, I didn't see what pastor was at, but now I see. I, now I, <laughs> huh? There's the same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith. And if we, if we obey the word that's coming from our shepherd, even when we follow him in that faith, the way Joshua followed Moses, in Joshua 7, the Lord tells Joshua, he says, Moses, uh, your servant, not, 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 not the Lord's servant, but your servant. Your master, Moses, speaking basically. He, did, he didn't say, my servant, Moses. Hmm? Did it? No. He was, he was letting them know that you were Moses' servant. Now, he gone now. But you follow mine. You follow the teaching. You follow what he's telling you to do, all the laws and the commands. You follow them. And wherever you go, you're going to prosper. You're going to prosper. Moses is gone now. Ain't that amazing how we always talk about, uh, you know, that we serve, we can serve God just like, you know, our pastor and, and, and so forth. God didn't ordain it like that. Is that right? Let's read Joshua because I, I want y'all to get this. Let's go there. I'm about done. Joshua, the first chapter. Notice, no, notice what he says. Notice uh, what he does tell Moses, my servant. Is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, and you and you and all this people, the land which I am giving them to them, the children of Israel. He's letting him know. And he says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness. And this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. But then notice he says in the seventh verse, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law, which what? Which do the law that Moses told him to do. And then he says, you're going to prosper 
wherever you go. You got to do what your shepherd is telling you. Your shepherd is the Lord's servant. Amen? But you got to do what he tells you to do if it's going to work out for your good. How many understand that? Now, now in, in my closing, in my closing, he's telling them, he, he says, have that faith in God. I'm still in the book of Timothy, third chapter. Second Timothy. Let's go back there. And the tenth verse. Notice what he says. He says, uh, in faith, then he talks about him being long-suffering and love and perseverance. And I'm closing with that. Long-suffering is actually a fruit of the Spirit. Sometimes you're going to have to go through some difficult and long periods of suffering. But it's just part of the journey. It's just part of what God have ordered. And if we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, that fruit is going to be manifested. You're not going to complain. You're not going to gripe and so forth. But you're going to be patient. And just wait on God without talking about it. I say without complaining. Why me? Why not? God trying to get you where you need to be. And perseverance. He tells them, he says, one thing that I do in that same, in Philippians 3, he said, I forget those things that are behind me. See, in order for us to persevere and endure, it may be some things that you're going to have to forget and lay aside. Because Paul understood that if I keep holding on, to this stuff in the past, I'm not going to be able to press the way I need to. Amen. We have to keep looking, as he says, toward the mark of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. And he says, I forget that, but I press on. I'm pressing. Pressing has to do with, 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 with moving forward despite of difficult circumstances or situation. I got to press. Saints of God, it's oppressed sometimes because the enemy want to destroy you. But a lot of times what we call oppressed ain't really oppressed. You just need to get, you, you just need to keep on going. You need to have that determination that Paul had. But he, he was so determined and adamant about God when he talked about he had suffered the loss of everything. But he said, I counted dawn that I may know Christ. And see, when you, when you so determined to know Christ, when you so determined to walk in the will of God, it, whatever you have to go through or whatever's in the past, it don't matter. He said, I gave it all up. Hmm? I gave it up and I counted 
dawn, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And not only his power, but the fellowship of his suffering. I want to suffer with him too. I'm just not going to take a little of it and don't take all of it. You know how we want to take the sweet, but we don't want the bitter. He said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. So Paul was saying, I'm a good example. Follow me. You got a good example in Pastor and First Lady Dobb. And he told them to follow me as I follow Christ. Now, if Pastor Dobbs, and I hope, I know he don't mind me telling you this. If he act crazy, he should be, have taught you enough to know that you don't follow nobody to hell. Then I'm going to follow you, Pastor, as long as you're following Christ. And that's what Paul told his church. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. I'm a good example. You haven't heard me complaining about this, that, and the other. Even though I've been incarcerated, I've been in jail, I'm still encouraging you to rejoice and to hold on to your faith and don't give up. And when you get to going through hard times and trouble, don't worry about nothing. But in everything, in prayer and supplications, make your request known to God and the peace of God that's a passive, all understanding. It's going to keep you your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So look at the example. Look at what I'm telling you to do. And I can't even get out. I'm I'm, I'm going to stop right there. I'm done. I'm done. Come on and give God some praise. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.